Peace and blessings everyone, it's your girl Mokaso, and I'm super excited for another Monday for us to come together in our WIM Treehouse for Women in the Metaverse and talk about our iron sharpening conversations. Now you all know variations is our theme and we are wrapping it up this month we're actually talking about the different variations of the internet and of technology and the metaverse and all of the different um what do they call disrupting technology that we are actually living through now and again it's because if you've heard me on this podcast before you guys know this technology is happening whether you think it's too complicated and don't want to get involved or not it is still happening and you will be involved in it one one day or another and so we are going to take the time to break it down a little bit and just talk about the different variations of it today i'm going to break it down just a little bit and offer you guys some insight on the one the variations of the internet Two, the variations of how the internet has evolved so far, which would be web one, web two, and web three. And then also the future of the internet. And then from here, we'll dive into our next topic next week, which will actually be variations of like um, ways to use the internet, like blockchain technology and different things like that. And then like I said, we'll talk about variations of the metaverse, uh, because again, this is like the next next variation of this internet. And then also of AI, because it's like us working with the internet, like Siri. So I'm very excited for this month and us getting a little bit more on the technical side. And you guys know, I'm gonna come and just try to offer some information that I've gathered uh, amongst my experience, put it out to the group, Uh, Everybody watching, I would love to hear your variation of the future of the internet. What does your variation of the future of the internet consist of, right? Because it's really hard to even be able to say what it looks like because it's always evolving into something that we couldn't even imagine of. But I would love to hear what you would think that this next layer of the internet at least consists of. So let's take it back a few steps though and talk about the different variations of the internet and i think that's a good way to start because most of us just think of the internet as us going on and you know going to www.google.com and searching something and that being you know as much of the internet as we know it is but then we've also heard of things like the deep web or the dark web or if you're into like crypto you heard of the internet of things and again these are different terms that i want you all to be understanding because they're all variations of the internet and there are seven common ones that again a lot of different people use for a lot of different things so starting with number one the surface web. Now this is a part of the internet that most people are familiar with. It consists of websites and pages that are indexed by search engines and are easily accessible through a web browser. Like I said, what we most what most of us use, that surface web. Then we have the deep web. Now this is a part of the internet that is not indexed by search engines and requires specialized software or configurations to access. That includes private networks, internal corporate networks, and other websites that are not meant to be publicly accessible, such as like you having to get onto VPNs or like like they said specific servers. And when you get into like this 
new era of the internet, you start to really have to educate yourself about servers and even protecting yourself on the internet. And that's why I'm trying to break it down to you guys and let you know the internet is deeper than it appears. And I think we all realize that because, you know, we don't necessarily think about the back work that it takes for us to get the answer out of Google that we're looking for, but there is a lot of back work that even produces that answer that you're looking for, where they got that from, how they got it, and so much more. And then there's also the dark web. Now this is a small portion of the deep web that is intentionally hidden and accessed through anonymous software such as Tor. It is associated with illegal activities and black market transactions. So again, you guys know right now, if you were to search something, people can look at your VPN and, and know exactly where you are from being able to you know, trace it. But of course, there's this dark web where you go in completely anonymous. And again, that's why I'm always pushing to educate ourselves so that we can protect ourselves. Because if you go into these different arenas not even knowing you know what others are capable of you put yourself at risk for a lot of things that you don't even realizing because sometimes you do want your location protected you know people can actually access your internet by being able to know where you are if you're doing different things like streaming or all kind of stuff that I didn't even realize until I started to have these kind of conversations and again it it, it reminds you to educate yourself so that you can protect yourself now there's also the internet of things now this refers to the network of physical devices vehicles home appliances and other items embedded with electronics software sensors and network connectivity the internet of things allows for the exchange of data between devices and the automation of various tasks now we've all seen this through like the cloud where you have your one iPhone but you can also access it on your iPad and then on your MacBook and then also on your car like they said you know and again this is all connected right there's a network that is connecting your data and being able for you to see it on under other devices and again think about that right think about how much and how valuable that network will be and why that is important is because you guys know if you're walking you know there's this theory where you kind of talk by your phone and then your phone all of a sudden can like show start showing you ads for the thing that you're just talking about again because that information for where you're going what you're buying is all valuable to advertisers to show you the ads that are going to actually want you to buy it and again keep you buying it so and and i say that because again with this evolution of the internet data is like gold and you want to own your data you want to understand who has your data and what they're doing with it because i can guarantee you they're selling it to the highest build bit bidder and you want to know what they're using that information for so again it's all about protection now there's also the mesh network 
and this is a decentralized network that uses wireless routers to connect devices and nodes rather than relying on a centralized infrastructure. This allows for greater resilience and flexibility in areas where traditional internet infrastructure may be lacking or unreliable. And then there's also the semantic web. This is an extension of the current web in which information is giving well-defined meaning better enabling computers and people to work in cooperation. It aims to create a more intelligent and connected web by adding metadata to web pages to help computers understand the meaning of this content. So again, this is now having the internet, just not having the information here on the internet, but being able to understand it and think of it like we would with that information. I know think about it and, and this is again why we can go so deep on each one of these different variations of the internet but we don't have to spend a whole hour doing that when we can understand the different variations in an example and how they're all connected in order to help further our understanding to start diving down that rabbit hole because this rabbit hole is also very much do your own research right you hear something that sticks out, you want to learn more about it, go do some research about, you know, a variation of the internet that stuck out for you. Or maybe you say, oh man, I, I didn't even realize that I need to protect myself if I'm streaming. Go look up how to protect yourself by being on these different internet platforms. You know, there are so many people that I've come across, especially in this Web3 space, that refuse to be on different platforms. And I'm talking about big platforms like Instagram, for example, because they simply do not agree with the terms and conditions. So take it serious when you're signing these terms and conditions because you're really giving away your data and you know letting your uh, app be on your phone and run through your whole entire phone and all kind of things and you really have to understand what you're giving in order to get that little bit that you're really trying to achieve and then there's also one last one and then we'll kind of move into this next talk about which is just how the internet has evolved and so this last one is the quantum internet now this is a theoretical network that will use quantum communication to exchange information it would be more secure than current encryption methods and allow for faster and more efficient data transfer now like I said, I really want to talk about the evolution of the internet because we just talked about the different variations. Again, maybe are you familiar with a few of them? Maybe you've heard about them before, but you didn't quite understand what they were. And that's why I love being able to simplify things and just give forgable content. Like, okay, well, what I've heard about the deep web, but what is the deep web? I've heard about the dark web, but what is that? Well, I gave you guys a quick summary of what each one of these is for you to go and use that as a brick to start building that foundation to further that understanding and that will help us understand again how the internet is going to continue to evolve because even where we are now it didn't start like this right i'm i'm not that that old but i remember when i was having to hook up my internet to the phone and the phone back to the internet and before that i've heard stories of people when you know the first computer came out or like bill gates for example right who actually was the uh, creative Microsoft where he was lucky enough to be able to go to a school that had this supercomputer and again how having access and the awareness of this technology is literally 
so important as well. And so it all started with Web 1, which was also known as the Static Web. Now, Web 1 was the first iteration of the World Wide Web, that www dot, okay? Now, it was a one-way communication platform where users could only consume content but not interact with it. Web 1 sites were simple, static pages that were primarily informational in nature. So you can basically go look for information, kind of think of like the phone book, right? You can go look it up, see if it was like our, our to, in today's um, day and age, it would be like you being able to look up www.mocaso.com and then you see my page with maybe my hours of operation for my business, the different services that I offer, and you can simply read it. You wouldn't be able to, you know, actually buy things on there with me or interact with it but it's just for information like the encyclopedia.com again that's another great example for you just being able to go and consume the information and then we go on to web 2 which is the current iteration of the web which is characterized by its focus on user generated content and social interaction now, Web2 sites are dynamic and interactive and collaborative, where users are able to create, share, and interact with content in real time. Now, an example of Web2 sites will include social networking, which I'm sure we can all think of, like Facebook, Twitter, and even video sharing platforms like YouTube, and again, different collaborative websites like wikipedia right like so we go from the encyclopedia where you're just reading that but now to wikipedia where you can add and edit and put in your ideas as well or even like we said being able to connect on facebook you know add a friend send a message share your own picture but you are adding that information to that site to even make that site worth something and again, that's why it's so important because on these Web2 sites, Instagram wouldn't be Instagram if everybody wasn't posting their pictures on it. Facebook wouldn't be Facebook if everybody wasn't telling everybody what, you know, what they ate for breakfast or what they, you know, Christmas time and showing all their Christmas pictures and that kind of thing. Twitter wouldn't be Twitter if everybody wasn't over there tweeting what they're thinking all day. It's us as the users that make these platforms valuable because we are adding the content to the platform. And then we have this web three idea of the internet, which is this new variation that I refer to often, which is also known as the semantic web that we had just kind of cited above. Now web three is the next evolution of the web, which aims to create a more intelligent and connected web. Web3 will enable machines to understand and interpret data in a more sophisticated way, allowing for more personalized and targeted user experience. It will also enable greater automation and efficiency in various industries, including healthcare, finance, and logics. An example of Web3 technology includes the artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain, and the Internet of Things. Again, Think about how we're using the internet and if the internet was able to use that information that we're giving it to create more content. 
right? It's going to actually be able to see what you like to see and grow as your understanding grows as well. And again, we have to understand that because we are also feeding this machine as well. And so that is important to me when I think, <laughs> you know, AI has been a big phenomenon within this past few months. And I'm always telling people like, don't keep asking AI how would it go and take out all of humanity because all you're doing is over here feeding AI ideas about why it should take out humanity because that's all humanity is wondering as well. And so instead, you know, we can use it to help us with uh, streamlining our processes, right? That's one of the things I think is the, one of the best things about Web3, especially as myself, who is somebody that believes that I can do do a lot of things, especially as I'm on the rise, and but not able to necessarily, you know? So I have things like something as simple as Canva, right? Where it's a little bit more intuitive and it has some templates and it knows exactly what I'm looking for. I can put in a... Uh, type of template that I'm looking for and what platform I'm going to put it on and it already has the dimensions for me right so I don't have to break break my brain about how to resize a picture anymore and go find a, a picture converter online and be scared about downloading it no there's a platform like Canva and a very simple example that you can use that already has it all there that you put in what you need it's going to give you back out exactly what that is and you can keep using it and then even so much more as it being the next level of the internet where like i am here in the metaverse instead right and if you don't know i also have a metaverse shop in here which is 24 7 and tiny creates had a has a metaverse mall in here with a bunch of different stores so again it allows for a next level of being able to one interact with each other because i mean we're all in different states but we come in here and be in here together and interact in different ways where we have game night on thursdays or are able to do so many different things. We had uh, one member came in and we were just watching, we were watching a new show together. You know, the new few episodes of the show Harlem came out and we played it and it was a marathon. We kept it going the next week and that turned into more where we're going to continue to do stuff like that. So be on the lookout. And if you enjoy watching shows and giving your reviews, again, come and connect with us because that's what we're in the metaverse, this next level of connecting with each other doing and that's again some more examples on how what the internet will continue to evolve and so on that note i wanted to highlight what i think and what are some of the main points that will be a part of this next evolution in the future of the internet so like I just said, that greater connectivity. So as the internet infrastructure continues to improve, more people from around the world will have access to high-speed internet, including in rural areas and developing countries. Now that is so important because I know a lot of people maybe in the Western or more developed uh, countries may take that for granted, but Think about how our entire society all around the world is going to evolve when you have a farmer in a village in Africa, like for example, my husband has, their family has an orange farm, right? And they make orange juice with their orange farm. Now imagine if they can actually take videos of them growing their oranges and making the orange juice. I see people go viral on 
TikTok for way less just for making the orange juice without having to grow the oranges. But now think about how empowered that farmer can be when you when we all get to be a part of that process to see how those oranges are grown and how much valuable those oranges will even become because people will want them shipped maybe, you know, around their country or even to other countries and all kind of things. When we think about, again, how just that exposure and education, right? I've seen so many designers from all over the world be able to come in and learn about digital fashion and be able to mint that. And one of the things I love about that is because you being able to buy one designer's artwork in that village changes the economic the economics in that entire village and again that starts to transition mindsets to everyone to be able to believe that they have gifts that can really help them obtain more right because sometimes if you don't see it it's hard to believe it you think hey well i've seen generations after generations stay right here this is where i'm destined to be and even if it's still right there you can still uh, strive for more right strive for more infrastructure strive for something that's more efficient because hey traditional and tradition is great as well and i think it's important to harness but the key is we can still do things more efficiently right at this point we don't want people to have to still be walking miles to obtain water or things like that where we can really pour into and show you how to maybe use water and filter it and recycle it or you know create a, a different kind of drainage system and water system and again there's so much that we can learn online and in so many ways that this is how we're going to be able to do that and so um oh no this logged me out hang on one second guys let me get back in my space i don't know what's going on with spatial there throwing off my groove but hey, that's the internet. And I will say that that happens sometimes. And you know, we just move accordingly. So I'm not even gonna trip. You see it just loads back up. I'm gonna come in here. And if you haven't seen the treehouse in a while, this is what it looks like. And I'm just gonna take a little seat here on the bench as we finish this up because we are almost done here. And uh, you just seen how easy that was. And that was a lot of other spaces that I could explore as well, uh, which I do enjoy exploring on my in my free time. But back to our evolution of the internet and what the future of the internet could consist of. Now also, the increased use of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Now AI and machine learning will continue to play a larger role in various aspects of the internet from personalized recommendations to autonomous vehicles. Now you may think, what the heck does autonomous vehicles have to do with the internet? Well, think about it. If you have 30 minutes that it takes for you to get from one place to another, but your car drives itself, what are you going to be doing inside of the car? You're going to be on the internet. And if you're on the internet, what are you going to be doing in that time? Are you going to be spending time more on social media spending time connecting with those that you're about to see when you get there are you going to be buying something that's going to be get there when you get there and again we heard the ai and the more personalized recommendations right i'm not sure if you guys have ever seen any of those futuristic shows or movies where it's basically like hey do you want this or do you want that or it's already basically got your 
stuff ready. I was just watching a video from the World Economic Forum and they were saying how one of the most tedious jobs that all of us um, have to do repeati repeatedly is grocery shopping and how that is actually one of the tasks that can be automated the most. And I believe it because I've done my fair share of getting my groceries delivered, although I feel like that's been a bit downhill because the shoppers do not have good replacements or it's very hard for me to sit there and place this big old order and then half of the things not be there and then I have to go grocery shopping anyways. But even with that, I've noticed as I've gone back to my regular grocery store, now when they send me a, a coupon book, because I've noticed this has been their new thing, it's literally a coupon for like every single thing that I order. And I'm like, okay, so they know my order as well. And again, you're going to continue to see these different kind of things that are going to keep popping up because the system is getting to know you. You know, whether for good or for bad, it's what you're putting in there that matters. And again, that matters because with this evolution of the internet, we'll also see our evolution of a society, right? Like a social credit score that I mention to you all whenever I get a chance to. Because as you're putting content out there on social media, AI is putting it in categories as well. And it's going to matter and what, what AI thinks about you eventually. And that's going to be able to determine if you can keep taking flights and vacations and bay trips and the, all of those different things. So again, it really is important for us to be educating ourselves and understand that we are feeding the machine and, and have to be mindful and a part of that so that this future and the future of the internet works for us. And then there's the expression of the Internet of Things, which will continue to grow as the Internet of Things grows. And with that, more connected device and an increase of automation in various industries will continue to happen. So like we just said, you know, if you've been over here looking on your phone that you want to go to chipotle for lunch then you're going to get in your car and your car is going to be like okay well you ready to go to chipotle again because it's all going to be connected it's going to understand exactly what you've been putting in and going to try to automate this process a bit for you and i can say you know i think there's good and and bad and of course we we have that with anything so again it's just understanding that these are the things that the new variations of the internet are trying to figure out and then there's also the adoption of blockchain technology. Now, blockchain technology will continue to gain adoption, enabling new applications and services such as decentralized finance, secure data sharing, and digital identity verification. Now, let me get to that decentralized finance. Why do you think that matters? If you've ever applied for a loan or not a loan, Think about what it's going to be like if that was automated and it was all up to an algorithm to be able to decide if you can get a loan or not get a loan or take it even a step back. You, you take the algorithm out and it's based solely on assets where you can have something like I've seen a, a lot of really cool um, leveraging platforms where you can, you know, have an NFT that's worth like one ETH, for example, and for anybody that's not into crypto, 
uh, NFT would be like a piece of art, right? Say you had a Picasso piece, a painting, and it was valued at a thousand dollars, but you needed that thousand dollars because you got to pay your rent, and then maybe your rent's five hundred dollars, and you want to use the other five hundred dollars to buy a new, you know, Picasso piece that you've seen that's like three hundred, but you know it's really worth a thousand, and you want to buy that so you can flip it yourself. So what you would do in this decentralized finance is be able to actually loan using your assets so you can put your picasso on a loan get that one thousand dollars from somebody that would you know like to exhibit your piece for however long they like you guys would literally write a contract and say hey you hold my nft for three months i'll have your one thousand dollars and then i got three months to pay you back you take that thousand dollars you pay your rent you buy your picasso you try to flip it you get your money back you pay it off and that's the beauty of decentralized finance. And when you hear decentralized, one of the best ways I like to put it is just peer to peer, right? Like I said, I have a thousand dollars. You have a Picasso. Let I want to put it in my exhibit. You need a thousand dollars liquid right now. We can work that out amongst each other. We can use smart contracts to even help us write that contract so that it says I've got it for three months. You've got it for a thousand dollars. Once you get me my thousand dollars back that picture will, or nft will release back to you after that thousand and if you renege on that thousand dollars then i keep the picasso because hey you've paid a thousand dollars and i've got the piece of art now and that will all be operated by a smart contract which just means again a contract that operates itself we put in what the standards are and that's what it is and you don't need a lawyer to officiate it or a judge to prove it because it would just self-execute based on the terms that we agreed and put it into there and that's the beauty of blockchain technology and then you guys also heard me say that digital identity verification and i've just hit on that again with the social credit score us being able to verify who people are on the internet right i've i've seen facebook was like giving me a really hard time because i wanted to be mocaso and it was like that's not your real name and i'm like well i don't want to be called my real name <laughs> i want to be my mocaso um but again because digital identity is going to be a true form of our identity it's going to be an extension of our identity right that's why i always say this physical to digital this mocaso here is a digital twin that i have right a digital representation of myself and so we'll start to see in the future how again that will continue to be even an asset in itself in that digital identity verification and then most importantly one of my favorites is the evolution of e-commerce and this will continue to evolve as new technologies such as voice assistance and augmented reality change the way that people shop online now when i say augmented reality this is just filters and we all know filters because we all use them on instagram or snapchat or facebook or Anytime you want to take a picture on any kind of social media, we've all seen the option to use a filter. Now imagine if you could flip that camera around and the filter was on your environment. And not only is this filter on the environment, but this filter adds another level to the environment that couldn't be there before because of things like gravity or it being, you know, in the middle of a sidewalk and different things that you wouldn't be able to experience before. 
A great example that I've seen was during um, Paris Fashion Week, Gucci had a filter on their building and they were able to just use it like a billboard where they showed different designers and different colors and different pictures. Or even I've seen Disney now where they have this AR version where you can actually be watching Disney on your TV, but then you have this filter that is all around the TV that makes you feel almost in, immersed in the environment without having to be in the metaverse, but it's just there in your room. And again, think about how powerful that is. Right now, there is one metaverse named Over, OVR metaverse, where you can actually buy like the air. And it's aligned with Google Maps. So you actually buy like that space. And whenever people are at that space, if they have that Over app as well, they will be able to access and see your filter whenever they're there. And again, think about how that transforms advertising or just like I told you guys you know I have a shop here in the metaverse now I can be out anywhere and pop up my shop because in the spatial metaverse they do already have an AR view of it where people can you know look on my phone look on the phone and it pops up all the things from in my store just in your space right there so we get to create this larger than life experience for viewers to actually come and see the products especially because my tie-dyes are very unique and you know i want people to be able to see them and experience them before they buy it and that's a great way that they can and we're going to continue to see these different experiences evolve and that's why again it's really important for different businesses to understand this technology so that they can also understand how they can use it in order to help them be a part of the future. Because if you're spending your time right now focused on Facebook ads and Google ads and a lot of these things that worked for the past version of the internet, you're not going to be lasting in the next five years because that stuff is going to be dated. It's not going to be a sufficient way as if you were putting in that time right now to learn about how to get some AR filters for your um, goods or get your presence in the digital space because that's what all the legendary brands are doing right now. Nike is in here building with different NFT projects that already got it figured out so that they can get their foot in the game. And you can see that with a lot of big brands and it's going to continue to keep happening because the internet is evolving. How we interact with people and things are evolving. And you don't want to be the shop that people can't go in and see in the metaverse when they can do that for everyone else's. You want to be that cutting edge pioneer because that's going to even give you the advantage for someone that says, hey, well, you know what? I want to go shop with Mocasso because I know she's going to have her new pieces in the shop that I can go see anytime. You know, we've got some spaces in here where a really cool designer um, called Alter Alley, they actually have like a space just for you to get connected with the virtual try-on. So it's really cool because you just actually go, you can click on the link, it takes you to the Amazon store, and then you actually can take a picture of your foot and it looks like you're trying on like a shoe or a bathing suit, and then you can buy it right there as well. And you didn't have to leave your house for any of that. And then you can also hold experiences, you know, a party when you drop it and, you know, get togethers to promote it. And so much more becomes possible when you take the time to even start with understanding the tech. So 
I know today was a mouthful, but we've been having a lot of fun and I needed to get into the nitty gritty to make sure that you guys know that women in the metaverse is important and it's important for more women to keep coming into the metaverse. And I'm going to keep coming on here every Monday and sharing these different topics and pushing you to think, pushing you to protect yourself and pushing you to be a part of building this future. Now, with that being said, I want you to think about it and then drop in the comments something that you think the future of the internet will consist of. Then we'll be back next week to do it all again and get into the nitty gritty. Peace.